Open this in my buddy's like 88 Oldsmobile mm-hmm. Calais. Oh, yeah. Have like two 12 inch subs. Dude, back when like hip hop and rap was awesome. Oh, dude, I loved it. In the 90s, when it wasn't that mumble shit, the 90s was the best generation. Oh, yeah. Dude, all the music was fresh. Everything was good. Movies were good. Baseball was good. I missed me some steroid baseball. <laughs> Dude, I miss steroids. Like, <laughs> are we are we talking Mark McGuire? Yeah, like yeah. Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire. Back when like Ken Griffey Jr. made baseball cool. Now it's like, hey, Bo knows everything. Dude, Bo Jackson in the nineties. Yeah, man, everything. Yeah, he knows everything. Okay, so Michael Jordan plays basketball, yeah, and golf, MJ, right? Yeah, but. Bo played everything. Every, it didn't. Oh, yeah. No. And yeah, Deion Sanders. Yep. Like, come on. The 90s was rad. 90s sports as a kid, like, it was like the ultimate generation to be a sports fan. Dude, back in the 80s and 90s, you could mail off a but baseball card. But the athletes card. also liked the fans. Yeah. Like, it wasn't yeah. all about the money. It was, well, I was going to say, I mean, like, back in the 80s and yeah. 90s, you could mail off a baseball card or Except a card Jordan, to whoever. Except Jordan, an asshole. I, yeah. Do to that. anybody and be like, hey, man, would you mind signing my card and sending it back? And they would totally yeah. do no, it. No, I they did would. that. Um, I was a kid. Gosh, I think I was like second grade. And I'm not a huge, da- I'm not a Dallas Cowboys fan. For, like, when I was a kid, I was a huge Emmett Smith fan. And uh, I had like a poster mm-hmm. and stuff. And my mom's like, well, why don't you send them like, you know, found this address and like send them a card and see what happens like to sign. The card was back and it was like, I don't know if it was him that actually signed it. But it was signed, right? But it was signed. And yeah. then, like they sent me a poster and a bunch of other stuff too. It was pretty cool. Dude, back like, in the day, they, yeah. were, it was, they were awesome. They actually, people cared. They enjoyed it. Like what in the hell? Everything was cool because you had golf was cool because you had Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. Like baseball was cool because you had steroid dudes and Ken Griffey Jr. Yep. And then like basketball, you had MJ, you had magic on his way out. Dude, though, so I like, lived in, I lived in I mean, Portland, right? And like oh, yeah. every year, the Blazers, man. they had a new Trailblazers song, which was effing yeah. epic. Yeah. No, I was epic. a huge Blazers fan because I lived in Wilsonville as a kid. Oh yeah. So, so you know exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I mean, yeah. Having, having the songs come out, dude, it was like, you looked forward to it every year, right? Well, it, especially every, yeah. every year as a kid, you knew summer was here because because uh, Z100 in Portland would play summertime, like on the first day of summer every year. Mm-hmm. That's how it is in my house. Yeah, I remember that. I remember like being able to drive around town, like, cause my dad and uncle went to the 1990 finals mm-hmm. when they played the Pistons, I believe. No, it was the Bulls, but they went to the Pistons one too. And I think it was 89. It was one of the two or it was 90 and 91. Yeah. But I know it was like back to back years that they made it. So it was like a monster, uh, Jerome Kersey fan. I don't know Dude. why. Like I loved Jerome Kersey on that team instead of like, everyone like was all about Drexler. We had, so, dude, and, we had so much fun. Do we want to go yeah. live? Do you want to go live? Do you care? We can. I don't know. It's up to you guys. That if you want to go. Yeah, we're all right. We can go yeah, Instagram no. live, but I didn't bring my charger. You would, oh, yeah. It's on you. I can't yeah. say that. I'd have to give you my password. That's all right. Hey, so uh, this is uh, the, <laughs> the Advocacy Podcast. Yeah, not the 1990s uh, sports <laughs> podcast. <Yeah. laughs> I'm Ryan. I'm Tristan. And I'm and Junior. Junior's nice. back. Junior. Hey. Yeah. What's up? We love having Junior, right? It's so much fun. Yeah. So uh, I want to give you some updates. Um, Squatch update. Okay. Deodorant is still the bomb. I think Squatch deodorant nailed it. Squatch, we're waiting on that, uh, that Their sponsorship. Soap is the shit. We, we want so, that sponsorship. Let's here's go. Here's my issue with the free soap? product. Give us yeah. product. Okay. Tell me. Here we go. I want to hear it. I got the bar soap, right? I have like three yeah. or four bars. Okay. My first bar, like I said, cut you. It didn't cut me, but man, those are some sharp <laughs> edges, right? 
I manned up. I pulled out the soldier in me. I got the edges it, down. Shave it down, man. No, man, I just rubbed it on me until it came down, right? <laughs> <laughs> you better get that. No, I ain't going to say anyway. it. Anyway. I ain't going to say it. It makes me want to think of a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Anyway, so um, <laughs> so it's it's they're they're not hard. They're not like sharp edges anymore, right? Which yeah. is okay. I'm cool with that. I'm using it. Now there's like 19 pieces of soap. From that one bar in my freaking shower. Oh, it like breaks it, apart. Hey, oh, it broke apart so fast too. It was, I mean, like, huh. squash, did you get a bad one? Man, I don't know. I, I haven't gotten to the next bar of soap. It's it shouldn't like, take me this long to get to. Like I'm using the pine tar and that shit using. is, are you? Is Mine didn't break that, apart. Is that the one that smells like campfire smoke? Everything smells like uh, campfire everything smoke. Everything smells like campfire smoke. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It smells more like pine to me. It's like yeah. pine needles and like, it's got, it's got like actually, oatmeal in it. smoky. I knew. Okay. <laughs> there is one that like I smelled and it wasn't squash, but it was like a natural made soap that they had at like the supp- super supplements or something like that. Okay. And I was like getting essential oils for the, the sauna and uh, massage somebody. No, no sauna did throw some eucalyptus and tea tree in there. Oh, well then that's fancy. Yeah. It makes for a nice, uh, a nice steam bath. Open okay. Pores. But uh, anyways, <laughs> I smelled the natural soap they had there and it was like pine tar and something else. It literally smelled like I was burning leaves in my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, and the, the squash deodorant, like I said, is, is bomb. Um, I'm wearing it right now. I like it. It lasts forever, which is awesome. So I'm, I'm totally happy about that. It's actually strong enough to handle like a dude workout and everything. Cool, right? I haven't tried the deodorant. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's totally good. Um, but the soap, like I said, man, there's there's like 19 pieces of it. And like oh. I was showering earlier. You guys walked in when I was, I, you didn't walk in. I wasn't watching. Well, I, I wasn't you watching here. you shower. No. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, literally it broke up again. And I was like, I was like, damn, you know, like what's, what's going on with the soap? So. Squatch, just an update. Make them thicker, not wider. Maybe that'll fix the issue. Or maybe you got a a bad soap or something. Because mine, literally, I'm down to nubbins. Sliver, really? like nubs, and it still hasn't broke apart. It's good. Seriously? Yeah, and it it does. He's right. The commercial's right. Are you feels great on your nuts? Are you gentle and caressing yourself, or are you actually scrubbing yourself? Like a marine. I have show. my own goddamn. It's like a, oh, you've got a loofah. I got a loofah. I get it all nice. Yeah, see, I like, lather that shit you up. Have to put loofah, it on my loofah. They, they encourage the loofah. Yeah, yeah. And they really? do encourage yeah. loofah. Yeah. I, I put I, that soap all over my. It goes straight on my hands, dude. Oh, you're fucking hurting yourself because that shit's sharp. And so I know it is. That's why. <laughs> like, like I put it on my loofah and then <clears> I, you know, wash myself and it's it's great. Squatch. I need a junior's loofah. back, so we got the explicit lyrics. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Adult. So apparently, <laughs> I need I need a loofah or something, whatever. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that <laughs> song that we opened with, yeah. "Oh Money, More Problems," Notorious B.I.G. Gosh, peace. Yeah. Classic. Oh, 90s music too. Come on, 90s was the best. It was. And we brought that up. Rap was that, the bangers. That's like, when we were. Rock was good. That's when we were kids ish. You know what it was? You know? Steroids and drugs, man. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, that's that. <laughs> a little before that, yeah. <laughs> They did. They did ban steroids in '94. By the way, yeah, yeah, they did that. Um, HGH, come on, get a giant um, head. That wasn't until the early 2000s. Yeah, they were. They were. And SARMs is going to happen pretty soon, also. No, well, actually, SARMs is already is already done. <laughs> you know, it's research purposes only. But yeah, and that's. I'm, I'm trying to grow muscle in my lab rat. How much am I supposed to use for my lab rat every day? You got the swollest <laughs> lab rat on the planet. I love like you see those pop up on Facebook, and I read the comments. I'm trying to make my dog buff. How much should I give? How much Andro should I give my dog? Like, dude, that'd be amazing. <laughs> how big is your dog? It's about two hundred and ten pounds. Ryan's got the only <laughs> fucking rat that he's walking on a leash. Basically, they're like, 
somebody's going to be like, oh, nice Bud's McKenzie dog. He's like, no, bro. It's a rat. So it's a rat. <laughs> Ryan, you held off on the, uh, on the lawnmower. I did. What, um, what happened? Because there's a 4.0. Four? Oh, my God. Manscaped lawnmower 4.0. Manscaped. Yeah. Um, I was going to get the 3.0 for my beard trimming and mm-hmm. like back and stuff because they have like the attachments. Now they came out with a 4.0 that's like supposedly less nick prone than the other ones, but how many? How much lower can you go on nick prone? And here's here's I don't know. I read the comments and everybody seems to be like splitting themselves open with those things still. What are they doing with it? Are they know. using like a jackhammer? Like I still <laughs> have it. So no, for real, I haven't. <laughs> this is a technique problem. I think is what it is. You I think can't it's a put, timing. Like they're well, just too fast. Yeah, but no, well, you got to go Take slow. Your time. Right? Slow is smooth. And you and can't smooth put the fast. freaking blades directly yeah, on on your skin. You've yeah. got to go. It's got to slide. Like yeah. if I'm trimming my neck hair and my beard, just jam it in there. You don't. Yeah, you don't. You don't go blades on. You go. You have to. I mean, are they letting their wife do it? And they're like, you know. They're really good. I mean, I feel like this is a technique problem. Or they're like impatient because maybe they have a day coming up and they're just like in a in a hurry and it's last yeah. moment. I mean, oh yeah, I forgot. That is absolutely. Oh no. no, moment ruined. <laughs> yeah, basically. Er, here we go. <laughs> That's awesome. I would smash that, but I got nicks. So, <laughs> oh, guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> you remember when we were kids, right? <laughs> As yeah. as kids shaving our balls as kids, no, I no, I, didn't think I don't that. remember that. It was all about the bush back then. I'm sorry, mom. That's for Ryan's mom. Mine will laugh probably. I don't know. Bob Ross, Bob Ross in it. Yeah, <laughs> holy crap! Oh, Sideshow Bob, you're stealing a Chialano Richie. Oh shit, Ryan, you Kenny started G. this. It's not my fault. Kenny G had the best sweaters ever. <laughs> Sweat. He did. Let's root, talk about root. that. Rudy Huxtable. What do you? Yeah. It's cutting in it. and out. No, it's no it isn't. It's fine. You're good. I can't hear anything. Yeah, you're okay. good. Yeah, you're golden. That one's perfect. You ever have a comb in your phone? Hey, but so when you were a kid, right? Do you remember when you dressed up nice, you acted like super nice. It was like, oh, I'm fancy today, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And when you and when you dressed like as a gangster, you're like ghetto with your Timberlands out. Your whole voice changed. Oh, your Every, Jean Co. jeans yeah. and your, your entire, starter jacket. Yeah, your yeah. entire personality changed, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Put um, a cowboy hat on. From the hood. Cowboy hat on. You automatically started like... Hey, good buddy. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? Yeah, but I mean, it's true. Howdy. I wore cowboy <laughs> boots for like, I don't know how long, just because I was like, oh, you know, it kind of changes you. So the weird part is like kids nowadays, you notice how they just don't care. It's like they don't brush their teeth. They don't do their hair. They don't like Ugh. to dress up and look good, right? I mean, that's common. Like you see people just going to school and like just random crap. And you're like, dude, what are you wearing, right? Stop using the last two syllables of words. I really feel like in our generation, um, even though there was there was probably a lot more pressure to look better because it was like you know like growing up with George Michael and stuff. And ah, yeah, like Tommy Hilfiger. Oh, yeah. you got a Tommy Hilfiger jeans. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. The shirt you were trying to buy the cologne too. Kenneth Cole reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, I mean Michael Jordan cologne. VH1 had fashion TV on, so you're always like learning about like fashion stuff, and you want to look good. Frosty. And now Michael Jordan cologne. Are you serious? Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, dude, it was the bomb. He's got a full line. It was, I had, it I was awesome. Aspen. The cologne that I wore was Aspen. I wore Gravity. Aspen. I wore Gravity. Michael Jordan stock. Yep, Michael Jordan. Preferred stuff. I think everybody bored. Everybody had it. My dad wore yeah. preferred yeah. stuff. <laughs> colors. Did you ever hear colors? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had that. Jupe. Dude, we had. Did you ever had a jupe? I don't know what jupe No, is. but I'm going to look that shit a, up. Jupe was yeah. a cologne. But anyway, like yeah. we, we tried back then. We really put effort into it, right? Like, do you remember like seeing all the girls with the big hair, right? But if one hair was out of place, <laughs> they were like trying to fix that the one wave. hair for an hour. Remember the way? Yeah. Something flip. about Mary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, yes, if there was one hair out of place, you were like, I need to fix that. Or I need to cut it off. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Kids don't care now. 
And it, it's like a direct reflection on, on their, um, on their mental state. Well, it's yeah. Cause I, I, right? I was working from a coffee shop today, uh, for a couple hours. Just like you were bored. Wanted you, yeah, I wanted to get out of the house. Okay, yeah. That makes so sense. Like, I'm there and it's right by Lake city high school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, shout out to the Timberwolves. Yeah. Ooh, Vikings. I'm, I'm calling you out now. Um, I didn't go there, so I, I don't really care. Nice. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, like this, this, no this, this kid like rolls up on his hoverboard. <laughs> like wearing tights with shorts and yeah. I don't want to judge kids, but like the dude, like didn't even buy a coffee or anything. Just rolls in like wheels across the place, like to the back comes back to the front, riding his hoverboard inside the coffee shop, plops down on the chair, whips out his phone and just sits there and stares at it. And like, doesn't even look up for a half hour. I'm like, yeah, like the twilight zone. Like these kids are like freaking robots. So are we, but- I don't know. I didn't get it. Like, is is our generation failing as parents because we're not teaching our kids to be the best, dress the best, all that stuff? Like, our parents are like, you're not going outside the house looking like that, uh, right? You guys ever get that? No, I think like the I always wanted to look total slappies that were in our in our age group are the ones that have these kids that are schmucks. But Junior, we we went through a phase where we wanted to be boys to men. Oh yes, and we dressed like that. boys to men. You yep. wanted to look good like then, because because that oh, way you could start your like intro. Chain. Did you have a chain? Dude, oh, oh we, everybody had a chain. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like everybody would be like, "Hey, How baby, it? how are you doing?" That's from the meeting. I know what you said to him was wrong, and it's okay. I forgive you, <laughs> baby. You <laughs> still got my heart. It's no big deal. Let me sing you a song. Right? Well, I mean, everybody, everybody, boys to men. yeah. You could sing every word. I hate when of, they talk though. All of them. Yeah. What's the one? The it's hard to say goodbye. It's yes. so hard to, to say, say goodbye, goodbye. Yeah. Um, to yesterday. <laughs> uh, those are good songs. So it's like a, gradu- oh, dude, classic, it's like a graduation right? song. Or I actually sing that at a graduation. A funeral song. Um, no joke. In choir, we, we sing that at graduation. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for calling me out, you dick. Ours was uh, <laughs> uh, Good Riddance by Green Day. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Like but yeah, but else, I mean, but... so everybody wanted to dress nice, though. And then like gradually we've got to this point where it's like, we don't care. I don't think it's that we don't care. I think some parents just don't take the time to see or look at their kids before they go to school. Mom's I drinking mean, her coffee on her phone. No, or she her like, doesn't look. Yeah. They got other things that they're doing. I kind of find myself checking my son out and he gets a little irritated. Like his dad, like, I don't need to worry about those hairs. And I'm like, dude, you got three fucking hairs in the middle of nowhere. Let's cut those off. Yeah. But I check my kids. All you got time. mold on your face. Let me get rid of it real quick. But it, <laughs> and it's true though. I mean, like, I don't know. It, Dad, it's my go-to. It's mold. You got go-to. If if how we dress, if what we listen to, and if what we watch on TV is directly influencing us, dude, no wonder our know. kids are screwed Look up. Look at Billie Eilish, dude. That chick is. I'm sorry, freak show. But no wonder our kids are screwed up. Think yeah. about the music right now. Oh, dude, their music think about sucks. It, right? Okay, now think about how they're dressing, right? Yeah, that sucks. And then they're not trying either, right? We sound so, like old men yelling on our lawn right now, wait, which is okay. I know. Uh, Where's my shotgun? It's under the couch. I don't think I mind Billy Eilish. Slow down! She does no, but dress oh, differently, though. She's, yeah. a, she's a space alien. Let's Some be people, honest. We all have our own opinions, right? Yeah. We all I mean, I don't listen to her at all. I don't know. I, she I, sucks. I'll be honest. I, no, <laughs> I, I like a I few think of some her people like her. But I mean, like, the reality is, though, is, I mean, <laughs> kids are going through this day and age, and they're all talking about their manic depression and their bipolar and stuff. Yeah. Dude, you're not listening to anything uplifting. It you're is. not watching good TV, and you're dressing like a freaking slob. All right. No wonder you have depression and you're dealing with Time anxiety out. issues. Some of this is just freaking nothing but projection from their parents because they don't want to take ownership of their crappy parenting or their inability to communicate and 
create healthy forms of communication between their kids. I agree with and this. And so now their kids just shut down and they go, oh, my kid's got anxiety and depression. Well, it's probably because you don't really talk to your kid either and get but, to know them. Yes, it is prevalent. Don't get me wrong. I've lost three athletes to suicide. I know depression and stuff is okay. real. I know, but I'm saying that it's not always a parenting issue it, either. Sure. It, I do I, think I you say, do need to communicate with but your children. But our communication There's, sucks. Well, so I want to yeah. say 90% of it is, is, is going to be parenting. Yes. There are instances where it's not a parenting issue, though. And I'll be real with you because it's true. I mean, you got to think about diet. Look, look at me diet, versus my my siblings. Some of it is a derivative right? of of their upbringing or their environment they're raised in. But mm-hmm. there's choice also, and there really is choice. Sure, it's a, it's well, who you, you surround keep, yourself with well, too. If you want to have dark thoughts, oh, that's okay, honey. Like you're just being an individual. That's fine. Well, like how about like why are you thinking that way? Mm-hmm. I'm well, not going to fix you, well, yeah, but it's if some, your but kids I having get to dark thoughts, problem, why are you like, not? Wanting well, to get them out. Uh, part of the issue is also is that sometimes kids, okay, we, we got to, at the ages 13 to 17, 13 to 16, right? Roughly your hypothalamus hasn't, hasn't, um, or your frontal lobe, sorry, has not developed all the way. A lot of kids go through depression at that age yep. because they're becoming more cognizant and aware of things around them, right? Well, quick so rage. that's when, yeah. and then that's when things start getting, uh, becoming a problem. Some kids going through that age, they, they could have amazing parents just dealing with the issues but they don't know how to voice it. And that's true. So we can't blame everything on parenting, right? Well, we talked about this, I think, in the episode with your son. Like with Christian? Yeah, yeah. Like it was We'll get Dylan on too. How how going through this stuff, like, you know, I, being able to ask the kid that's in it, like, yeah, we do put a lot on them. There's like high mm-hmm. expectations on kids. At the same time, like we give them all these high expectations. Do we give them the room to fail? Fail without having to catch them, like let them actually fail. I think you have to let your kid fail. Absolutely. And then as a parent, it's your job to be there to pick them. They will never know what failure is like unless they fail. So Mm -hmm. the first time they fail, it's the end of the freaking world. If you're always catching your kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're not going to let them die. Like we're not going to let them fail so far that we can't. I honestly don't know. There are now signs that I've seen where it says, do not hold your kid over the crocodile pit. Have you seen that? No. No. Is it a thing? It is a thing. I was, my friend just showed me a picture over there in Florida. They have signs that say, do not hold your kid over there. So that's effed up. Like that's why you're stupid. What I'm talking is like, I know like failing, but I mean, there, there's actual (laughs) signs that say, don't let your child, if she has a child, hold their kid over there. The one, like just from the education standpoint, like let's look at the classroom and where I was at there. How many times I saw kids that, would have parents that the kid would be in class being a total slappy, goofing off, not doing their homework, not turning it in, not completing it. Then they're all of a sudden failing. And so now instead of mom and dad coming to like second guess their kid, instead they turn on the teacher and they're like, why aren't you teaching my kid these things? It's like, well, your kid's not doing his freaking job. Well, you're just a crappy teacher. My kid's a great kid, blah, 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 blah. Everybody's kid's a great kid if you're a parent. Like, yeah. I mean, well, but these take, parents, let your these kid take parents yeah. are really destroying a lot. They're causing a lot of problems. Like, let's yeah. be honest. I mean, even going from the coaching aspect, like, you know, I'd have kids that, why isn't my kid starting at quarterback? It's like, well, your kid can't throw a 10 yard out. Sorry. Like, well, my kids are at every practice and he went to camp and all Great. Cool. He's putting in time. That's going to show benefits down the road, but he's at a, not at a point right now where that's going to mean proficiency. Yeah. And you know, it's okay if he doesn't start. What, what does that teach you if you 
put a kid in a place in a position where they're not ready for it. So I, I think the one way we can start fixing our, our kids is by buying them hamsters. <laughs> and I mentioned this because I, I read this post the other day um, and it's massive, right? And the post says, please tell me how y'all hamsters died because these bitches die from anything, right? And the first couple of them, I, I had to read all these. One dude says, I popped a balloon and it had a heart attack. What? <laughs> the next one says, it sneezed so hard it died. It sneezed so hard it died. They're not um, long for this world. Right? <laughs> Mine drowned in the dog water bowl and just floated there. <clears throat> she always climbed up her cage until she broke her neck. What? Um, he fell down the stairs in a hamster ball. He was a runner. He was a track star. He was. This is awesome. Um, Let's see here. I said boo, and it passed away on the spot. Where what, are you, where are you seeing that? I'm saying I'll, these, I'll are, send this to you. Um, these are lies. <laughs> its own fart scared him and died. No. No, dude. No, I really feel like no. there, there's so many of these, though. <laughs> I've never had a hamster. I had rats. I had rats, Rats too. will live through anything, Rats right? are like, yeah, you could like have a nuclear holocaust. Boom, yeah. there's a rat. And there's like, And you can have one rat, and later you'll have 90 in that same cage from yeah. one. And you're like, how the hell did that happen? It's like randomly. Here's some rats. Dude, it's weird, yeah. Here's more rats. And well, don't feed them after midnight. That's the problem. But like seriously, maybe our kids need to experience more, more loss like we did. You know? Yeah. Things happened. It was life. Um, you almost killed yourself going off that stupid ramp that was higher than a car after going down the hill on your bicycle without a helmet, um, and then you had to figure out a way to go home and not let your mom find out. So, I and I'm not saying this to sound cold, but. Stay with me here. Okay. We know you're heartless. <laughs> I'm an <yeah>, empath, <laughs> but like still. Um, I think we make a bigger deal out of certain deaths than we should. Yeah. Like I look at Kobe Bryant, right? Everybody acted like. Is he dead? Gandhi died. Yeah, he died last oh, year. Oh, in the, in the airplane. Yeah, he died in the okay, helicopter yeah. crash. Right? Was, my bad. Helicopter and I'm not, I'm not saying like, hey, you shouldn't feel bad that Kobe Bryant died. Like some, but like. The just regular people in the street, like crying over the death of a basketball player. And I'm like, someone, I don't get it. Like, I'm like, did Kobe come and like give you a ball? Like, and like say, Hey, let's go play and hang out. It's one thing like, Oh, it was somebody that I watched growing up. And I'm like, are you being told that you should be sad about this? Like, well, and wreck your life over it. Or like, do you genuinely have those like feelings towards his death? Like for me, I look back as a kid. I'm like, man, who was famous that died when I was a kid? I can't really remember like John Candy. Yeah. Like, I remember John Candy died when I was a kid. But you didn't cry. I didn't cry. Well, like, think, but I, was sad. I, I was felt like, bad oh. when Robin Williams died. Yeah. Right? But that's because he's an impact. He Chris Farley. Your life. Chris Farley. Oh, Chris was Farley was yeah. a good one. Well, what about Michael Jackson? Did anybody, who, I knew a lot of yeah. people that died, right? Yeah. I, did, Dude, I, I mean, like, I, I loved him growing up. I loved his music. I loved everything, right? But he also was like. Did I cry? But he was also kind of a. But but did I cry? Did he did he like, ever influence my life and make an impact in a way yeah. that I was like directly influenced? No. Kurt Cobain. Like, I mean. No, oh, I know. I yeah. knew people that freaked out over Kirk, but and I didn't understand that either. But it's the same kids that are. Was it the same type of well, kid dude, that you would see today? Though let, like, let's talk about even even our Christian background. Carmen, he passed yeah. away. Nobody even did you bat, cry? Nobody batted an eye. Yeah, I mean Billy he, Graham when he passed away. Yep, and those two guys were probably the what two greatest influences on um, Christian music and theology it? in a uh, Avi, um Ave Maria. No, Zachary. Uh, I'm trying to. Is it Zacharias? I don't know. He was like a, a thing. Another, yeah, you know, he was another preacher, but oh, um, 
Oh, he passed away this last year. There's a couple of them that have been out there. You're like, oh man, that's sad. Like, but but not to the point of I'm going to cry about it because yeah. again, I mean, no matter how much influence I had by listening to their music or <clears> watching <throat> their movies or whatever, to me, it you didn't impact my life. Robin Williams almost got me a little bit because I was like, you know, I loved Robin Williams, right? Well, yeah, but it, in the manner in which I think they go too is that like you don't see that coming from that person, yeah, you know. And but again, I didn't cry. Yeah. And it's, they're, they're, you're not, he wasn't here hanging out with me, having fun, telling jokes to me, right? Like if one of you passed, like, yeah, dude, I'm going to be freaking wrecked. Absolutely. But, you know, it's, so I look at, yeah, we don't like see loss in the same light or I think it gets like way too blown up that it's like, oh my gosh, somebody that's famous is dead. Dude. You need to be like completely and totally wrecked. And if you're not, you're a heartless, no. you know? And it's like, no, I didn't. Like Kobe Bryant dying was a huge loss. I mean, for his family, for his friends, for his teammates, like, yeah, that's a big loss. But for, you know, 14 year old kid in North Idaho, I don't understand it. Like, I'm like, he didn't have the reach in your life. Like, do you think though, the reason why these people are freaking out about these things, because they are so disconnected from the people around them that all they have is TV and that influence. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, you look at, <clears throat> I don't want to say like, I know that there's, I'm kind of out of the loop, so I'm not like huge hip into, you know, some of the emo culture, but like those people that would commit suicide, like would almost like martyr themselves for other emos to like worship to it, an extent. It sounds like that show 13 Reasons Why. Yeah. That show is freaking awful. Dude, I, I watched oh my it gosh. and I was intrigued, right? And then I got to the point where I was like, wait, she's trying to justify her actions because of them. Yeah. And that's not okay. No. And like my, my ex was watching that show and I'm like, this is poison. What are you doing? Like, and it really is. It's like, you are glorifying suicide. And that's, like, the, there that's is nothing the about show. Yeah. And it's not raising awareness about suicide. This is legit. Like, oh, it's okay. Like that. Um, they're better off. Cause they, look at all the reasons why they can do it. And it's like, no, it's bull crap. It is absolutely bull crap. And we had, so when we had one of our players at at Lakeland that committed suicide, you know, we, we talked about like that show because it was like, we don't want this to be an example, like why you should do it. So we had 31, his number was 31. So we had 31 reasons to stay. Dude, that's awesome. It was freaking powerful. Yeah. Because each kid came up with a reason why life is worth living no matter what is on like your plate in front of you. The kids saw the, took the positive route of like, why should we stay instead of sitting there? And you know, nobody, I don't, I don't remember a single kid that like looked at it as a good thing. Like, you know, suicide's never a good thing, obviously, mm-hmm. but I don't think anybody looked at it. Like we're going to go ahead and play this one out and like make an example of it to where and it's almost encouraged. Like, oh, if you, if you commit suicide, like we're going to speak highly of, of you still. And, and you're still going to be thought of like almost even more so because you were so afflicted to where, and this is a really touchy subject. Cause I, I mean, I miss this kid to death, but you look at it, it's like, almost like you were mad. Like why? Cause it is a selfish act, oh, it's absolutely but you're selfish. not in that individual's headspace to understand what they're going through at that moment. But like a bad day doesn't mean a bad life. No. And I think and kids well, I mean, lose sight of that. And that's where depression, I think, really gets you. Is it like you focus on the massive, like, pressing matter that it's really, you got to break it into pieces. I try and, but, I try and explain to my kids all the time. Like, dude, you're in high school, right? 
And that's all it is. It's high school. If you, I want, I want everybody listening, think about how many people, if you're, I mean, even if you're fresh out of high school, how many people do you still stay in contact with from high school? Like five at most, right? Yeah. So, so you're going through this time. Oh, that, that is a weird sign, dude. So that you're, looks, that you're going through this. awkward too. Yeah, that really does look awkward. Um, Junior just showed us a sign of the, of the thing. If you send it to me, I'll post it on the Facebook, on the page um, or tag it on dead, whatever. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you carry, why would you carry the alligator? Like, hey, why alligator, would you be like, like, look at the alligator. Here's your first experience uh, in, in life sucking. Somebody, but no. Somebody, oh. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but, <laughs> circle of life. Yeah. <laughs> if you're an idiot. But like, they, the kids are so caught up in, oh, high school, high school's everything. High school's life. It's, it's not. It's a blip. It is literally, and it, and is, it, a and it is freaking yeah. blip, man. I'm I'm, I'm going to be 42 next month, right? Yeah. yeah, is it next month? Yeah, and Junior's going to be 43 next month. So like, you guys yeah, are you old, are. old farts. I know we are, but sup, Dad? But it really is a blip. I mean, like, I'm I'm like I'm like, dudes. I know it's tough. I know there's things you're going to regret, whatever. But it's high school. You're not even going to care. Five years after high school, you're going to be like, what? What the hell was high school? Well, nothing. Because that's not where you peak. Yeah, nothing. At least permanent. not for like my family. No, and and it's hard because nothing's permanent. Like you, you think at that time, like, oh man, my reputation, dude, your reputation in high school being wrecked is nothing. Like nobody's gonna give a crap. No two cares. years after high school, nobody's gonna care whether you were cool or not. I yeah. mean, here's here's the fun part: if you're cool, you've peaked. Yep, and that's pretty that's true. As good as it gets. Um, let's be honest. You've, as good you've as it probably gets. peaked there, and you're gonna relive those high school dreams over and over and over. You're again, the guy right? that's sitting at you know whatever bar. Saying, oh, yeah, this one time, you know, it's like, who freaking cares, on, man? On the football field, like, right? Yeah. And then those kids that were nerds, now you're working for them. Yep. And they're yep. saying yes, sir, to like, them. And let's be real. And that's like, real. Their name and, is at the bottom of your paycheck. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, you're flipping my burgers. Yeah. I mean, like, I still, I stay in contact <laughs> with, you know, a few of my friends from high school, right? Quite a few, actually, because they're still in the area, some that are in the area, right? And we're all on Facebook together and stuff. Sure. But, dude, I, I look around and it's like the super popular kids that I remember being super popular aren't even remotely anything like they used to be invest you know, in now. forex and buy crypto <laughs> yeah basically hey you want some ethereum like let's <laughs> let's be honest right <laughs> and then my guys that, you hear what uh, you yeah, just said i'm not saying anything because it's so true i, I can't even argue roll into your dms randomly ding <laughs> like, what do you want <laughs> hey looks you're doing good you got a good social circle you uh do you want to be a fitness coach if you no. do you want to buy some leggings if you didn't have facebook though how many of those friends in high school would you still i mean facebook yeah but facebook's the way the reason why that's why i have facebook is to stay yeah, in contact with those people that i don't see regularly right mm-hmm. um so i mean legitimately though if it was if we were talking not facebook uh it five max maximum yeah. seriously mm-hmm for real. I mean, that's legit. And that's, that's, that's you know, but like it. you look at kids and it's like, well, my social circle sucks. I don't have any followers. I'm not getting likes. Like the social dilemma of like what social media is causing oh, yeah. is like tearing kids because they think that there has to be affirmation for literally every action in their life. Yeah. And even from char- the charity standpoint and doing good, now you need affirmation for things that you should be doing selflessly. It's and not just it, kids though. I'm, I, I know, know some grown ass no, women right. that there, are like, there are a lot of they women put a picture out. If they don't have enough likes on that one picture, they'll, they'll it delete it and repost redo it, it and repost it. Oh yeah. Yep. And I'm getting real sick of the fucking fishy face thing. Yep. <laughs> or duck Ladies. face. Or duck face. Is that, is that what it's called? <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's what's well, duck or face. Or like so using filters and I was talking to friends stickers and, and stuff. And I'm totally over this whole lip injection crap. Oh dude, you look like 
You look like a tr- you look like a carp. Seriously, look like a carp. It's not good. Like I I I love I I know so many beautiful women and yeah. I really do. We really I mean we know Stop a lot of beautiful women. Stop getting freaking injections. Right? And then they go get the injection. And I'm like, wait, you just it's not that doesn't look good anymore. No, like, you look fake. Let me see your beautiful natural lips. Not everybody's gonna have perfect little cupid's bow lips and perfect uh, fluffy plush. Start looking right? like Keith Richards. Yeah. <laughs> like let's be real. Like. One in particular, I know who you know who I'm talking about. Looks yeah. like Keith Richards because of the freaking cheekbone injections and it's, the lip injections. I mean, she's walking around or she like she could probably whistle really, really good. But you, you guys, <laughs> people stop. It's it's not. Yeah, it's be you crazy, right? And and I like I like to say that because I'm one of those guys that I want to wake up to the same woman every morning. Yeah, I don't want to go to bed with some supermodel and then wake up to a dude. You find an eyelash hanging off your cheek. Yeah. Like the whole eyelash the or whole their thing. eyebrow. The whole eyebrow, like hanging off, like mm-hmm. halfway down their face. And no, I, I, no, but I, yeah, naturally, natural but, beauty is a thing. And also your heart, like, makes you. You're not a Kardashian. Stop trying beautiful. to Beautiful. Like, yeah. Don't give in to vanity. Then you become cold. Like, it literally changes the way you think about yourself, which changes the way people see you. If you think you need injections, if you think you need your. What's that? dermal facial abrasion where they yeah. needle your face face needling. What in the is don't do that if you're going to do anything do that guan schwa stuff where you like the facial scraping you know that the asian people do yeah guan schwa. i don't know don't look at me i don't know i, don't I got know. some of those. i know what you're talking about but no i got, I got some of those little like, i wanted them or like put your feet in the fishbowl yeah, i really want to try it but i mean yeah so like yeah. the fishbowl thing works yeah no i want to do that actually i really feel like bromance date yeah we should do, should go do get they do fishy things go get, go get petties yeah first sure. i'll do it then we'll come and talk about it that'd be funny have somebody record that'd be awesome actually i'm okay with that getting petties facebook manny petties do it (laughs) totally there's a place uh is it one in town beauty by the lake i think they do that oh that's cool sounds expensive yeah (laughs) i really i think those fishies are (laughs) they're not cheap let's be honest oh i don't know if they do the fish we can just go to the pond down at riverstone (laughs) i know (laughs) just go down to newman lake (laughs) Throw some breadcrumbs in there and see what happens. But I mean, but really, yeah, like stop, stop it. Stop with all that business. You are so beautiful the way you are. Let's see it. Add a little makeup. Don't change your face. But are they doing it because their husbands aren't telling them they're beautiful? So they feel like they need to. But that's what I mean is that I think, I honestly think that some women do it because they're not getting the attention or hearing it from their husbands. So they're doing it because it makes them feel good because they're not feeling good from their husbands and they're not getting the constant things that we would normally do with our wives. The fake fake affirmation to me. Ladies, any, any woman on my Facebook page, if you listen to this, I'll tell you from me, an average dude, you're beautiful. Stop doing it. Oh, every woman's beautiful. They're yeah. natural. No, and they really are. Yeah. And, and I, but I mean, if they, they want to do it because it makes them feel good or anything, it, I think it comes down to you don't need to do that. But if you want to do it, do it. Just yeah. don't look like a clown. Sorry. And I, I believe that, you know, some people probably do. Maybe it they're trying better. to lure in Bill Gates but, now that he's newly single. Oh, good Lord. Market crash. Here it comes. <laughs> we are not financial experts, but. You know, when crush. when in, massive impending, billionaires, impending yeah, when billionaires have to split their assets, it crushes the market. And then they dump two point three billion dollars worth of Amazon stock in one day. Yeah, yeah, that's scary, people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, th- we are not financial advisors. No, 
We sell life insurance. Does that make us anything special? Because no, no. I don't have my Series 6, 63, or 65. Okay, I don't know what that is. But yeah, I don't have it either. It's I'll, for being then. a financial advisor. Okay, cool. <laughs> but I mean, really, like it, that's not a good sign. Yeah. Um, no, it's not good. And and don't don't be a crypto day trader either. I'll be honest with you. I tried that for a day. And and I was up when I when well. I started I was up eighteen hundred, nice, which was awesome, right? Yeah, and I, then I was like, hell yeah! Then I started started dropping, and I was like, I'm pulling and, and doing this and shifting, and and I spent an entire day doing that, and then I was I was down two hundred, and then you missed the boat when it came back up again. Oh yeah, it sucked balls. I had a buddy that That's, was like, dude, I made like six hundred dollars on Doge, and then all of a sudden like did the math. He's like, I could have made. $26,000 on Doge if I would have left it alone. Honestly, I wish I would have gotten sooner <laughs> on that. I'm, I'm yeah. way up on Doge, which is awesome. I have not, I have no crypto right now. So it's like, oh, dude. Really I mean, it's, I it's awesome. It. It's I'm fun watching everything. it. I'm pulling everything from every market. Uh, yeah, you should be. If I invest, I'm investing in real estate. I invested in uh, RETC, RETC. I call it RECT because it started dropping as soon as I invested into it. To the bit W, <laughs> the, bit, the BITW. Oh my it was gosh. like up to like 199 a share, and now it's down to like 60 bucks. I'm like, I might buy some more. How did Dark Pulse do? It goes Dark Pulse up today. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, we Cisco, like messing with this stuff. Cisco new high all time today. We are not financial. So it's 53 bucks a share. I'm in the long ride on that one because that one's not going anywhere. Yeah, but, they, but I, they I control too much of the internet. So if you do invest in crypto. Um, plan and holding. I mean, that's really what yeah. it is because that's it's that's the way it works. The more people that hold, the better it gets. The more people that sell, the more it sucks. But like, if you would have got in on Safe Moon on the bottom floor, um, dude, they a lot of people out there. Uh, I think hit hundred thousandaires and millionaires. Some of these though are crazy because there's unlimited amount of stock. They just keep making more. Here's the thing that's though, that's not sustainable long term. Sort of. That's like our dollar bill though. We just keep making more. Uh, right. Yeah, so I mean, think about it. So here's, yeah. here's the fun part is that if, um, and, and this is just, just my random thoughts, right? So if our dollar bill is being worth less and less and less and our economic system crashes, um, there people want to go to digital currency and in order to have enough digital currency, you have to have, I'm going to invest a spread of it. You're going to have to have tons I'm and tons invest of in brass, lead, ammonium, nitrate. <laughs> nice. But but that's truth. I mean, like, so I was watching the uh, ammunition, uh, learning maybe. about the Ripple XRP um, <laughs> lawsuit with the SEC, right? Uh-huh. SEC, um, and basically the entire European continent has taken XRP and Ripple as a way to do to as as money backing mm-hmm. it, right? The U.S. doesn't want to, and so there's that lawsuit trying to claim that oh, this is a securities commissions issue, blah blah blah, and it's not a crypto whatever, right? Um, once they come around, XRP is going to go crazy. It's, it's going to, it's just, yeah. there's just no way around it. Um, but the reality is, yeah, if, if they're doing away with their actual monetary system, then digital currency is the only way to go. Yep. And that means that how many, how many people are on the planet? We've got three, 7.4 billion. Yeah. So, I mean, and you've got to imagine some of those people are going to have more or less money. So when you talk about currencies in the quadrillions, that yeah. might have to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's no, reality. So I, that's it. That's just, you know, kind of my thought behind it. So yeah, if you yeah. invest, I mean, jump on Doge, it's going to drop. I guarantee it's going to drop after tomorrow. Ethereum will drop. <clears throat> well, I mean, it always drops after any big statement from Elon. Everybody expects like on 420, they expected a massive jump because of whatever. It didn't happen. Um, he's going to be on Saturday Night Live tomorrow night. Um, it's probably going to drop because that's what happens. People buy big before it hits there, expecting a big jump. And then it just tanks because they're selling off immediately. And then pick it up on the uh, on the impact 
and then just buy your stocks on sale mm-hmm. and make it happen and just let it oh. sit and hold and see what happens. Bitcoin was the same way. It was stupid, and now it's worth a Dude, ton per crazy. coin. I could have got Bitcoin, like a full Bitcoin for doing it. I remember when it first came out. I'm yeah, like, me too. I do too. I'm like, dude, I'm an idiot. <laughs> like, I could have had one Bitcoin for, I it was like 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember like, friends saying, dude, you got to buy it. And I was like, dude, that's retarded. I want a Slurpee. That, I yeah. mean, that's how we all felt, <laughs> right? Yeah. So Literally like, talking to the dudes and like, buy oh, a burrito. <laughs> it's now they're driving around in like Tesla. Yeah. Model X. All right. So let's, uh, we're going to break real fast here because- <laughs> Obviously, we're not ex-financial experts. So, nice so, place to stop. <laughs> yeah, that, let's just break real fast and we'll dig in here. And here's our break. And we're back. So we, gosh, I so, love doing that. you know, kind of taking it more towards a serious note now. Um, no more Bitcoin. No more Bitcoin. No more 90s. Okay. So let's talk about um, the high fructose. Do we want to, I mean, do we want to talk the high fructose porn syrup? Um. High fructose so, uh, porn Tell me syrup. about Terry Crews, because I love the guy. Okay, so everybody and knows Terry Crews, He's right? very outspoken about, about his, his addictions and, and, addictions yeah. and everything. So yeah. let, let, first, if you don't know Terry Crews, I want you to watch uh, White Chicks. Wasn't he raised by a single mom, too? I think so, yeah. yeah. Like, but amazing White story. Chicks, and he, he's a very he, strong Christian, too. He's the guy that, that does all the muscle stuff and makes his boobs bounce and he's blah, blah, the, blah. He used oh. to be the, like... Old Spice guy for a while too. He did music with his muscles. That yeah, was a big yeah. huge thing. Yep. But Terry's he's just a, he's a really he's a really good guy. He's really genuine. He's all that. Terry came out, um, what? He's married right now, but he, he came out what a couple of years ago was with his book? Yeah, three or four years ago. Yeah. A couple is young, yeah, up to ten, I think, in my world. But something yeah. But he he came out and he said, Hey, I've got a porn addiction. Right? Which is very common. I mean, in, in well, I mean, as as a man, I think so let's let's women. be real. Men and women all have it right now. And so it's a massive thing. It's um, the, the statistics and that we, we talked about a couple of weeks ago off yep. air, but um, the statistics for porn, it's like something over 73% of men do porn at least once a month. If not more often, if not more often. I mean, and let's talk about it. Yeah. The reality is it's probably more it's often. It's probably I mean, more often. That's most reported, men probably right? look every women, day. Women, women. It's like 60% of women look at porn once a month. Hmm. That's crazy. That, I mean, and you think like usually like you give women the moral high ground, like, oh, and no, it's, no, it's anybody now. This cam girl and, shit's like huge right now. So only fans. Yeah. And yeah. only fans. I mean, everything. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, well. And women are all I about it I want to jump on it. Yeah. Well, we, we, yeah. we used to, I mean, women, we spit on moral high ground, but I mean, they're the ones reading the dirty books. Well, and you think about just on the sex aspect too, that like it's, we, we saw and talked a lot about it back in like the early 2000s where it was like changing chemical guys brains like their yep. chemical imbalances of the, the lack of dopamine so they're not getting the rush from normal intercourse we're now seeing the effects of the same thing in women and well and here's here's the hardest part right so back in our day 80s 90s right back yeah. in our day yep. um access to porn was limited to if your father had porn if you lived near a, a a forested area with bums and then you would try and sift through the crap and find porn like it wasn't easy right the internet happened and there was more access to it, but it was more pay. You couldn't find it free, right? Now you've got the Pornhub. You have, and, and Pornhub, I mean, what's crazy is that I did some research. The guys that own Pornhub own literally almost every other porn website out there. Yep. And they- That are all free. No, and it's- Right? Like it is, you go to the most visited websites on the internet. Mm-hmm. Google is number one. Do you know what Pornhub is? 
Probably number two. It was like number three or four. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy, but it's, it's massive. Right. So, and they own all the other ones like, like red tube or whatever. I think is the name of we're one. not trying and to was, give you crib notes. on no. to find porn. I was watching like a documentary on talking it though, about it because in the, in the porn industry itself, like, and, and I have, I have a friend who was in it. Um, and I'm not going to say anything negative about him. People do what you got to do for work. Right. He's a good guy. He really is a nice guy too, which is great. But I mean, like you think about it and, and they want to legitimately make money. Right. So they're doing this because they were offered whatever to do it, right? Um, but then you've got all of these hubs out there and, and spots that are actually stealing the videos and putting them up for free because they want the ad traffic. Hmm. And that's what they do. But they're so massive, you can't go after these companies or you can't go after the companies because they're stealing the product, I right? remember when I was at WSU, <clears throat> like I was going to school there for a year and there was a gal that was in a sorority and had filmed herself right, yep. with, with her boyfriend or a gentleman caller or whatever, who knows, but, um, she put it on a free site and it got like, uh, it became really famous because she ended, it ended up getting taken by one of those large sites and they were making money off of her hand over fist and of it. she wanted them to pull it down and they wouldn't, she didn't get permission. And it's like, so she tried to go to like copyright law. Like she tried to do everything to fight it. Couldn't do it. Nothing like, at all. You're right? on the internet forever now. Yeah, so once it's on the internet, it's there. Yeah. yeah. But, but there's, there's just no way to fight these companies. And so they've actually, they've been trying to fight these massive companies because they're, it's ruining the industry. And part of it also is that when you have it through a, a resource like this, you can't limit the audience. Do you know how many of you clicked? Yes, I'm 18 when I were a kid. No. I, <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Are you 18 or not? I'm, I'm 14. I want to jerk off. Yes, I'm 18. Of course, I'm going to press the button. You can't verify it. It doesn't matter. Right. You know, and it's like, how do they get it? How are they starting to fight back? Like, that's the cool part is now they're, it's weird, but like they, the porn industry is unionizing just like Hollywood. So now if you're not part of the union, you start to get blacklisted mm-hmm. from porn and it's, I mean, well, I mean, right, and but some of the people trying to fight these massive industry um, and corporations that are stealing the stuff are getting blacklisted from porn because they're trying to fight it and call yeah. them out. It's, I mean, it is crazy to research the background of this stuff because it's just, it's insanity. There's so, so much money in it and our kids are, are reaping. It's not the rewards. No, because it's ruining them. I mean, it, honestly, like if we want to talk about porn, like it is. Well, let's talk about what happens, what's happened to our well, kids. Well, what is the most, what is the most addictive thing known, like substance, whatever known to man? I mean. Sex. Yeah. Not even close. Then probably crack or meth, right? But sex, because it is a mental connection, but it is also becomes a chemical de- dependency. I, I was trying because to of the, the, ser- the serotonin the, and dopamine. Yeah, the dopamine. Yeah, it's it like, gives you. dude, it totally. So the more you're influenced by that, you're getting that dopamine hit. Yeah. Constantly, right? So your body's like, I, it's not enough. I need more. I need more. So you're constantly going back to it. Well, our kids... And, and bringing it back to depression is everything, you know, our kids are getting depressed more because their dopamine levels are so low. They have too much access. I mean, in, unless we lock their phones down, right. Unless we lock everything down in life, man. I mean, think about it. A you, like, can, you can picture message each other right now. A like on Facebook is just as bad. Triggers a dopamine rush, not to the same level of having sex, but it's still enough that registers. Like when you do a, if you like did a blood draw, it has been proven scientifically. That's why people chase these because it's, if you get enough likes, you get the same release as you do if you had intercourse. Mm-hmm. That's insane. That is freaking crazy. You, well, think, I mean, you wonder why we're like 
burned out, like in love lives, we're burned out in our social aspect and everything else. Dude, we're freaking ruining our bodies just by the way that we treat things and like dude, the were, level we give them power. They were talking about scrolling having the same effect. Yeah. Because yeah. your brain's just absorbing more and more and more and more. And you're like, oh, you get that same scroll effect out of yeah. it. Dude, I mean, it's the social media aspect, the porn aspect, all the stuff that we, that there's access to now for our children is literally killing them and changing their entire chemistry to the point where kids nowadays are so scared of having intercourse with their partners, which I think is kind of cool, right? It sucks, but it's cool because I don't have to think about that. Well, like the virginity rocks now thing. I mean, it's a big deal, but but part of the reason why it's a big deal is because these kids all have ED from watching too much freaking porn. No jokes. No, not at all. Okay. Yeah. I, know I already know what's going on. Oh, okay. I'm not worried about it. Um, <laughs> I had a phone call. Um, no, I, I, the reason I bring it up, like the porn topic is that one, like we've been talking about the role of husbands and wives, right. In the mm-hmm. relationship. And to kind of recap that, well, what role does porn do to that? Well, one, you know, for a man, it's going to make your wife, it's going to devalue the woman, right. It's going to take away from her role because you can see more, you can, you know, get different women more often by the visual appeal, what you have in your wife, that doesn't really change. It's making the intimacy suck. Well, oh, let's talk about it. It's taking it away. Yeah. Let's talk about all it's these dating websites it. and oh, it, it's the same. Aspect. You're looking for next always. Like yep. no, it's, a, it's the same thing. Yeah. Wanting to commit is super hard. If you're on dating websites, the level of commitment goes, it plummets. If you're on a dating website and you meet because you're always looking like, well, who else is out there? Who else is out there? Yeah. I met you. You're great. But what else? There might be better. You can you know? fix that, though. I honestly. Oh, for sure. I mean, every guy goes through, I think, a phase where he looks at porn and then he starts looking at other women. And then his marriage and his his life in his family or without his dating life, if you're not married, starts to suck because you get that addiction. I honestly feel that once you start realizing that it makes it suck and you're starting to realize you have an ED problem. If if you can limit yourself and cut yourself off and then have that almost like um, a reboot in a, in a sense. I totally agree. Like totally stop doing it. Stop going. Stop thinking intimately. Get your mind focused on like I've been doing the gym and other shit because let's stop face being, it. Stop being an alcoholic. Yeah, no, it, but no, I get what you're saying. If it's an addiction, that. it's an addiction. Yeah, is it, it is. Not? And but that's- like I said. We all know that I'm having problems with my marriage and everything. And she told me some things and I took a huge step back at my relationships and my marriage and the shit I was doing in my family. And not everyone's perfect. Everyone's human. Right. So I started thinking, am I looking at other women? Am I doing this? Am I, you know, and you do, you have to really fucking be a man and man up and be like, you're right. I have this, I have these problems. So when you actually stop doing a bunch of that shit, and focus on just you and hitting the gym and try to make your goals and everything different. I am starting to find that, holy shit, my. Everything's better. Yeah. Everything's better. Right. Like I'm starting to fucking look at her differently. I'm starting to not. I think part of the problem though, is that how many people out there, and this, this is going to be an alpha beta thing, right? Mm-hmm. How many men, how many women out there can recognize the issue and will actively do something to stop it? Not many. Not many. No, and- it's hard. And it, but it's hard. It's not, it's almost like well, it's, having it's alcohol or drugs. Well, it's, it's, it is an addiction is, is no different. Right? Yeah. And, and so I find, I found not find, I found myself having a fucking hard time with like 
Everything. Everything. Play with fire, you're going to get yeah. burned. And that, and and so, I mean, I take the hard edge approach to porn because I'm mm-hmm. I'm against it in all forms. Mm-hmm. Like OnlyFans is the freaking most poisonous thing that's come out recently as a result of just it, it's the ultimate like f you to yourself. Like I oh yeah, I'm going to make money off of me and do my thing and like I look at it and I'm like yuck. Like you can't value yourself enough that like people wouldn't want to pay you based on employable skills. Like, no, I'm going to show boob pics or do weird foot pics. And I know that we joked about that though, but, um, but it's still a thing. I mean, so here's, here's the hard part, right? Everybody wants to make money. And if you're in a crap job where you feel like you're not getting ahead, people will do whatever they're going to feel like doing. And for us, we're trying to take a different approach, right? We're going to try and hustle more. And do that, right? That that's really how some people are wired. And some people are like, mm, I can make how much money doing this? And that's why they jump on it. Everybody wants the easy road. That's what the would problem. you do for the Klondike bar? But that's <laughs> true, right? I mean, right, Ryan? Like honestly, yeah. everybody wants the easy road. They want the easy approach. I mean, like, nobody wants to work hard. They don't want to struggle at something anymore. They want to go, what's a simple Well, way? think about it like you're dissatisfied. I think it's your values yeah. and, and what you're saying. I think it's how do you value your life and how do you want to be recognized? But like, are you going to be the care. easy guy? That's like, you know what? This is the easy way. I'm just going to show off my body, my whatever, and do it that way. Or are you going to be like, I'm going to, I'm going to work my ass off and get this. You know, and I look at it. It's like, we don't, it's such a self-serving in the moment thing, like self gratification that we don't look at what it's doing to the, individuals around us that may know about it like you know if you and i know if i have friends that their parents looked at their dad looked at porn when they were growing up how did they know well it's always in the freaking search history and dad's too stupid to freaking clear it you know and so like how they get introduced to porn because their dad looked at porn mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden their parents marriage is struggling and they're trying to figure out why it's struggling and like the kid knows the reason i mean he's seeing it like well you know mom and dad are gonna get a divorce and this is just because they, they fell out of love. Well, the kid also saw that dad was looking at porn five nights a week. And mom was reading romance novels. And mom was reading romance yeah. novels and all this crap. Like, kids aren't stupid. So, like, they're looking at this. So, now they're a byproduct of porn poisoning that well in their household. And now they're sitting there looking at it. And maybe they need it to cope. But like, this, this all ties back to where are you willing to put your effort? Sure. Right. And it, we've, I mean, we've talked about that at, at length about, you know, like investing in your wife or your spouse yeah. and the submitting yeah. being devoted. Right. And that, that was a big issue. Nobody is born as a devotion. Like yep. if you're, if you're part and people can justify like, Oh, well my wife and I, we watch it <clears> together. <throat> well, you need that togetherness time. Like you, are you really together? Other. Are you really together? And it, it's, it's a struggle and it, it, it's because for us, it's hard to even understand that. Yeah. You and know? it is, and it's so tough because, you know, you look at it, it's like, it is so addictive and it, it is the root of, I mean, you, you talk about things of like, and I'll, I take the biblical aspect a lot. Obviously my faith is very important. That's why this, this talk show is really good. Cause you are very high in the biblical thing. I believe my brother, we're all God fearing. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I mean, Christian you're like, too. I know Tristan believes in the Lord. Yeah. Like I do. And I do too, but and he stays neutral. He he's stays kind of neutral. And yeah, I'm you know, over hard. here. I'm over here. Like, do you know how tough it is to be yeah. neutral the entire time? Yeah. Because like, I, it really, is. I it, see your side it, of it, but I can also relate. Cause my dad was on the cover of playgirl. 
so growing up, I knew a lot of what was it off of? I totally want to find it now. No, you can. Name Mike. Was his name Mike Concho? But no, my dad put his butt cheeks on name. I thought it was funny. My dad looked a lot like Chuck Norris when we were younger. That's awesome. And so my buddy looked like um Van Dam. Actually, I, I do know who you're talking about. He's he's cool too. He is and I can see why he's in the industry. But I mean, it is. It all goes to well, the guys I went to the gym with growing up was a Chippendales dancer. So that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I I ain't gonna lie. I want to be fucking part of that Magic Mike thing when it first came it, out. Everybody but, wants to be wanted, right? Yeah, but Let's, I think it goes to your values and what you want to do and everything yeah. else. And that's why when I said, that's like I said when I found out that I actually had issues because when you have an addiction, you might not see it. No. And it's going to take your friend, your loved one, your family member, someone stepping up and going, this is your addiction and this is what you have. And then it's going to depend on, are you man enough or can you see that you're only human? Yeah. I mean, we're all God's children. Are you going to fix it or are you going to continue to do what you're doing? We got to remember that it's not, an addiction can be anything. Oh, anything. Anything that that pulls you away from food. It's soda pop. Well, it could food. be video games. I mean, right? Yeah, video games. Video yeah. games. I mean, it could be candy. social media. I mean, social, social media. I mean, social like, media yeah. is the biggest addiction yeah, right yeah. now. But so we're. I mean, we're talking about this. This is the kid episode, right? Because we did. But why husband, are we, we mentioning wife. this before we but, go into kids and quality time? Because well, I mean, we're. It's, it's all yeah. part of it. Yeah. But this it is, is all part of it yeah. because our kids are dealing with this, and we're adults. They are looking at it. Sponges and like yeah. from age two to age thirty, they're watching what we're freaking doing. Because if you're, because if I want to, well, they're always. How watching. often do I go back to my dad and say like, "Hey, how did you do things when you dealt with me when I was this age?" I do it all the time. I ask for his insight all the time. I never ask oh, mine. Yeah. Really? He's oh, dead. Oh. I love you, bro. <laughs> I feel like a dude. Don't you? I don't for the button. Yeah, I don't. Well, it's true though. Yeah. But I mean, no, I I'm messing you guys. I, you know, I'm cool <laughs> about it, so it's yeah. all good. But you know, <laughs> and my real dad, we don't, we don't really talk. No, and so, um, but. but I don't know the kids are, but my stepdad's my dad. As a kid, though, you watch, you try to, you have like that hero aspect as a male, especially to where you want to emulate. Like I'm gonna, like I see this role, and it's my hero is my dad. You know, or that male, that strong male figure, you gravitate towards naturally as well because your dad is your first hero. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, or should be. Well, yeah, yeah, you're right. He should be because my sperm donor was not my hero. It was actually. My father, Greg, stepping up and, and taking that role. Yeah. Yep. And then he was my hero. And then when I found out that he was on that cover and I seen it because I was sneaking around in that sh- in his shit. And I was like, holy, f-, you know. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I was like, Maybe I want to be like my dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know. How, much, how many women did dad get? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no. do you think. But what? then are you okay with that? Like, I mean, think about it that way. Well, he's got mom. I am now. So like how many women? Like, I mean, but. No, that was yeah. before him and my mom got together. Okay, gotcha. But, but still, you know, you have that like, wow, my dad was a player. But. That's well, because he, he stopped doing that and got with my mom. That means your mom was that was worth being yeah. with, right? Like and devotion. So, yeah. yeah. And. And so, it, and it shows. I mean, it shows. I mean, look at him. To, I mean, my mom died of ALS last Easter. And. I can tell it. I mean, my dad didn't just jump into another relationship. Shit. It's been a few years and, uh, it's good to see that he misses her and, and everything it shows. But I, I do think he needs to move on and I'm proud to say he's my father, but he was the one that actually taught me, Hey, sex is an addiction. Be careful, you know, but that goes to communication. Yeah. I, I am the way I am with my kids because he took the time to not only be my father, but my friend. 
Yeah, and you both have you both have kids that are like adolescent age. Like they could be active if they wanted to. Mine, obviously, being younger. Well, Junior's got an eighteen-year-old. Oh, yeah, my no, son just I'm, turned eighteen. I'm freaking out raising a five-year-old. Like <laughs> what, the time I have to have the conversation about what is sex. Oh it, yeah, and it's really weird because it's not as hard as you think. As it's long not as you're honest about it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I'm like, well, how honest do, do I have to be? Dude, you know, I, I was like, honest about STDs and everything. And I oh, said, yeah. look, you know what? Well, that's the, the thing. And it's like, okay, well, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be naive about sex yeah. with my kid. Like, I'm not going to, as great as my parents were, like the conversation with my dad and I, there were some holes mm. in that conversation that were like, was very unclear. And I think that was part of the generation too, because he was a child of the 60s. Like, I mean, he was born 55, but like he grew up through that era, but he was on the, the reserved side. Right. He wasn't in that oh, free gotcha. spirited side to where, you know, sex, love, peace, whatever, make love, not war. He was on the side where it's like, no, shut up and work. You guys are weird. You know, let's Hippies. not talk about it. No dancing. He yeah. lived in the town from dirty. What is it? Dirty dancing where yeah. they couldn't dance. Yeah. You know, and like, but that was just him. It wasn't his fault, mm-hmm. but that was just like how he thought he was doing best. So now I have to look at it in the conversation, my kid, in today's society. I am freaking out because sex has no value in today's society, which is why we have to create it with our kids. Yeah. Um, and that's why we have the conversation. So let, let's flip it to the, the yeah. topic real fast. All right, let's jump in. Um, so just because, I mean, I heard this conversation. It was, it was on like Reddit or whatever. And a guy said, look, what's worth more quality time or quantity of time Ooh. with your children. Right. And I'm, I mean, I am hardcore on this one. And there's no question about it in my mind. It's not the quality, it's the quantity of time. And, and I'll, I'll give you my background on it, right? This is the reason why. If I, if I came home and told my kid, look, hey, you've got 20 to 30 minutes of me every night, guaranteed, dedicated to you, that's it. How do you think he's going to feel? Junior, what do you think? He's going to be happy about that 20, 30 minutes guaranteed? How much This is all time? you get. Um, there's a country song I'm I think thinking of right now. I'd, I wouldn't be happy I about it. I couldn't do that. Yeah, no. no. no right? But you, your child wouldn't be happy yeah. either. They go, oh, I only get an hour or I only get 30 minutes or whatever. That's it. How much time would right? this buy me? And so, and, and so then, then you got to think. Kids this, trying to get his is, dad's attention. This is yeah. quality time, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you're going. That'd be like saying you can 20, only talk to your kids during dinner. Or something. I know. Yeah. That's bullshit. And, that's and, crap. But this is, this is what people. That's unapproachable is. unless it's inside of his time period. And you've only got 30 minutes of, of quality time or even an hour, right? So in that hour, you go, I need to cram quality in there. You don't get quality moments in a set time frame. It doesn't happen. Quality moments happen from the stupid crap you do that is quantity. So just hanging out with my kids, dude, when I find, I find out the coolest crap when it's just me chilling with my kids being stupid Mm -hmm. and we're not doing anything special. And I'm not trying to like coordinate some random weird thing, you know, like going to Costco with my kid. I think, I think when you ask that question though, it's going to be different for every family, family household, because you got to honestly think like, are you a single mother working three jobs? And the only time you get to talk to your kid is during lunch. So I think it's going to, that's okay, it's going to be different. You maximize your, your You're right. But that's, so, that's but I think you, it's going to be different on every, but every I, level. That's not you going, Hey, here's your quality time. That's you giving. This is the only time I this have. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you that's what I have. Qu- that's quantity, yeah. right? Versus quality. That's, that's quantity. Cause we're talking parents that are going, you know what? If I only spend an hour with my kid a day, it's fine. Instead of going, even if they have more free time, right? It's so if I only had an hour day to spend with my kids, would I go to the gym? No, I'd spend it with my kids. Yeah, that's where it is, right? Humans naturally invest their time in what is important, what they value. Yeah, Yeah. and and I mean, like that's that's why 
this is literally the reason why if my kids come, come up from school, I want them to hug me as soon as they walk in. I don't want to hug me as soon as I'm done working, right? Because I work from home. Um, if they're in their bedrooms, I'm yelling at them to get out of their bedroom and hang out with me. Even if we're watching TV, because that's where the life, the real life happens. Even if we're watching TV, the dumb conversations do you happen give them, stupid. Do you give them time on their own though? If they, I mean, See, for sure, if they want it. That's so opposite but of my situation though. And I think that's the difference in age because I can't, I have a shadow. Like I know. he will not and, leave me alone. Like, and my two were a shadow when I was, when yeah. I was, and when so was mine. Yeah. I like me, I have the first thing I do when I wake up is I have to tell my kids and my family, I have to tell my family good morning and I hope you have a good day. And then I love to every night. I mean, of course there's the the stuff in the middle, but, and then every night I have to say, I love you. Good night. Was what happened through the day? Was there anything significant? Do you need to talk about anything? But I, I never go. And another thing, I never go to bed angry at my kids. If, if you ever have an argument with your kid or your spouse, always, always, that's biblical, man. Always. I I always make sure I say, no, I love you and good night. But I think quality over quantity, it's going to vary with different people, but I totally agree that you should give, you you need to put into your family a lot to get something great out Mm -hmm. of it. You know, and I, you know, but if it's only sitting on the couch, I think you have to give the opportunity for the quality, like your quality time all the time. Can't just be running errands. Well, like that's not, that's not quality. Time. When, when you like give that quantity of time though, it's running errands, it's hanging out together. Yeah. It's going out doing dumb stuff. Right. Which uh, is no, which is because what gives then you're you the, going quality. I think in there, like no, I'm, but that's where you get the moments for quality. Cause quality is, is it's is a byproduct. Little it's a derivative. Yeah, and it really is. And, and you yeah. have to be in, but you have to be intentional with the time that you give too. like, if I'm going to do things, I'm going to, hey, I want to have something special to do with this time. Like we're going to mm-hmm. go fishing together. This isn't just us randomly. I'm going to go out of my way to make a intentional moment. So I'm going, so are you saying that you should kind of mix quality all, and quantity? Absolutely. Because I think that's what I do. I naturally. think you do quantity. And that's naturally. What you do. Quality has to be intentionally inserted. I don't think mm-hmm. that's true. I think quality fishing doesn't always well, mean quality it, time. No, no, no. Right. But, I, I think you're misconstruing but, what I'm saying, but like, well, well no, and I, I get it. I get what you're saying because we do need intentional moments where we make time, right? Not just quantity. So you go, Hey, I'm going to go fishing. That's good time with your son. I get that. That's but, a memory. And, and that is, that's you developing and creating memories. Um, but quality happens randomly. Um, oh, yeah. dude, the, the most fun I have with Dylan is when we don't plan anything and the dumbest conversations come out. And we're rolling on the floor laughing and crying. It's just flipping amazing. That's, that's what he's going to remember. But I also, with my kids, every other weekend, we've been going to Russell's Roost since they were two. Right? So I make those moments I went awesome. there last weekend for the first time. Awesome. I, just, I, I grew up with Woody. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things, right? But it's true that, that we, you create these moments, right? I want them to understand and go, man, my dad always wanted us to watch movies with him. Or every weekend we yeah. did this or whatever. That's what you're creating when you say, take them fishing. No, I mean, like, something, right? I can remember as a kid, like I'd go to the hardware store with my dad. I would, okay. you know, he would have me. Well, <laughs> once I got older, it's my expectation that I mow the lawn, but you know, <laughs> I would sit on the riding lawnmower with him or, um, you know, but then he would like take me steelhead fishing, like, and which was the thing that we did and we still do. Like that was just our thing. So um, when you go over to your dad's, do you sometimes just naturally just mow his lawn? No, not anymore. <laughs> he'll so, come over and start doing my yard work and it's like i'm like no 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 that's that's my job I'm like 
Come on now. Like, don't, don't. That's awesome. But, for, for me growing up, my favorite, my most memorable moments, and this is crazy because my mom would, she would plan stuff and take us um, to allow a lake and play Frisbee or go capture frogs or go over the marshes when the water would rise up, right? And, and the swamp and have fun. But my most memorable moments with my mom was when we would go on a drive and it was just, just driving and listening to music or yeah. when every night I would crawl up on her, I would sit, I was a kid, right? So I, I would go and cuddle with her and we'd watch, um, dude, Knight Rider, uh, freaking A-Team, like just the random TV shows or we'd watch movies or, or like hanging out and watch like, you know, we'd go and rent a VCR cause we didn't have one. Yeah. It was back then. And we'd rent a movie. Those moments that weren't intentionally meant to be quality time are my favorite moments. Just looking back. I get it. I mean, like I remember some of the, like my dad and I went to like a, cause he has classic cars. Mm-hmm. We'd go to like a swap meet. It was awesome. Oh, that's like, cool. Yeah, it was super fun. Like there was just random stuff that go to car shows. Like I loved those times with him. It was just like, Hey, you know, on a Saturday afternoon, there's nothing going on. Like, or I can remember riding in the truck with him and we would listen to Washington state Cougar football games. That's like, cool. So if I ever listen and then now Bob Robertson's now dead, but like Bob Robertson's voice reminds me of Saturdays with my dad. Oh, that's way cool. Same that's with Dave way. Niehaus. Dave Niehaus was the same thing. The, the, he was the Mariners announcer that's now passed away. But like every time I heard Dave Niehaus, I would think of my dad. And it's kind of cool memories that you have, but you know, it, those little things that you don't really, the nuances of what it's in the background room can bring back those memories and make you think my dad's still alive. I mean, like, well, I think I can go visit him anytime I want, but I think it's, you know, it, it's tough because as you grow up, you like, do I still go do those men, menial things with him? Like they just don't mean very much, but still just because being around him means a lot. Yeah. I'll go to Costco with him. You know, hmm. I will just go dink around, do whatever, you know, like go look for ammo. But, so, and that, yeah. and that's quantity of time, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, so here's, here's but it becomes of, quality because of, it's a derivative yeah. of, and, and that's how around. it is. So think about this. If Ryan, I mean, we spent time together. If we spent, if we didn't spend this time together right now, would you reach out to me when you had issues or when you were feeling hurt, when you just wanted to talk? No. Right. Junior, would you? I do all the time. Uh, but if we, I mean, if we weren't, if we weren't closer brothers, if we didn't have our moments together, to build our relationship, would you reach out to me as often? No. no. You know, I, right? And kids are the same way, right? And that's a great analogy for faith too. Though. It's totally fine. <laughs> it really I mean, is. it works for everything. Yeah. <laughs> but right. So the more, the more quantity of time you have together being dumb, doing dumb stuff um, leads to the higher quality moments. Like kids are going to want to open up to you, right? You want trust. Just, yeah. Just because oh. you're a parent, it doesn't develop trust you still have to have quantity of time so they can gradually open and go and test the waters and go, they have to know who you are to trust you. Yes, absolutely. And you can't have an important conversation during a set period. It's impossible. So you have to develop quantity to create those moments where kids will go. I trust you now. Absolutely. I want to come to you now because I've spent enough time with you. I've built that trust. Does that make sense? I just had to think of what reminds me the most of my dad, because you guys said that. Yeah. And the weird thing is, is mine's church. My dad always made it at a point. I love it. To pull us to church. And then after that would probably have to be hunting, like hunting, fishing stuff. Uh-huh. That. So I never thought of that until just now. Sorry, <laughs> I would. 
No, it's okay. Oh, it's, it's, it's totally good. That's and I hope, cool. I hope I everybody's yeah. thinking also. Where were like, some of the best conversations? Now I want to call my dad. No, no, no. But where were some of the best conversations you had? With my dad? Yeah. Um, How did they come about? Does anything stand out? The, the most, the ones that stand out, I was a shitty kid. Like I constantly got in fights. I constant, I was a bad kid. So it would pro the things that stand out is probably him trying to explain to me. Like, why are you mad at this kid? Where, where's the feeling coming from? Um, what else could we do to fix that? Mm-hmm. Um, I always wanted to be like me thumping him in the face would make me feel better. <laughs> but he was he was very um God, now that I look back on it, he he was always trying to get me to, you know, think about why I'm feeling a certain way. You mean he cared about you? Oh yeah. Like why he filled why I feel that way, where is it coming from? What else would make me feel that way and or what I could put in that spot rather than do something stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, God, he was, now that you look back at it, it was kind of like the Miyagi thing. Like he was teaching you, but you didn't know you were getting taught. Does that make sense? <laughs> Daniel son. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty awesome. I never, I never, until you brought that up, I never really actually stopped to take a Like, think about that. So I had this, um, I had this one moment. I have two moments that are my favorite with my, uh, with my stepdad, Mark, right? Um, who's my father. And the first one was I was going through a tough time in elementary school and I was rebelling and angry because my, my real dad just wasn't reaching out. He had missed my birthday, um, once or two years in a row. I don't remember what it was. And I was being a bad little, little crap hole. I mean, really I was child of the corn like junior was at that point. Um, and I was, I was rebelling against everybody and the school had called my mom and talked about it, whatever. So literally one day, and I told you this story, Ryan, my dad comes and he picks me up from school and he takes me to lunch and I had that meatball sub and a soda. Right. And that was like my first favorite moment of him. And my second one was we were all camping or they were down on the Oregon coast at the, uh, the trailer. And I had brought the boys just to go see him. Cause I had lived up here. Right. So we went down to camp and hang out and I'm sitting there and it was a long night. We're around the fire and just hanging out. My mom walked off to go do something in the trailer. My boys were asleep and he looks over at me and he goes, he goes, you know, Tristan, he goes, I'm a lucky guy. And I was like, what do you mean, Mark? Cause I never called him dad until later on in life. And I was like, what do you mean? He, he was, and he was looking at me. He was like, just with magic in his eyes. He goes, your mom is amazing. She's the most incredible woman I've ever met. And just, I am so blessed to have her in my life. And like the sound of the oceans in the background, you know, it's like, it couldn't have been set up by a movie. Freaking crazy. Right. And you see in his eyes how much he actually loves my mom and just, just how important it is. And if you've ever worked with me, like in a call center, I've talked about this before to all my friends, probably my favorite story. And like at that moment, he's telling me these amazing things. And it wasn't like it was a planned moment at all. Right. It just came out just happened. And he never, he never actually talked about his emotions or feelings ever. My, my stepdad was just not that guy. Right. And he just freaking spewed out all of this love that he had for my mom all over me. And I remember sitting there being like, dude, that's what I want. I, that's what I want in my life. Is that that same feeling? And I mean, like without, it wasn't, it wasn't a moment where it was set up where he was like, look, I'm going to give you 45 minutes or 
come out here and hang out with us or else I'm not going to talk to you, right? It was just a random moment. And in that quantity of time, I had the most amazing moment with my father ever. That's awesome. It just, that's no, do you remember the, the time that great. you looked at your dad, that your Mark, that he was like your stepdad? Did you, do you remember the day that you actually looked at him and went, like he got your trust, like he got you to be like, I think I want to call him dad? Or did that ever come about? No, I mean, well, that's a tough one because I, I didn't call him dad until he was dying, mm-hmm. right? Until I, until I knew it. And it wasn't that, it, and I did it because I wanted to honor him more than anything. I never called anybody dad, right? Ever. When I was a little kid, I called my real dad daddy because I was a little kid, right? Because I think his mom was like, oh, your daddy's on the phone, right? Um, but I never, I never called him anything more than Mark until, you know, my brother started calling him dad or father or whatever, right? Um, and I just, to honor him, to let him know that, hey, man, this is how important you are to me. I called him dad from that point on because it was, it was about him knowing that, that yeah, you are that figure. I mean, you became the person that you tried not to be on accident and you, you're that powerful to me. I, just, I wanted him to be real because what we give names gives them power. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when a kid calls you dad or father, or whatever, that, that gives you power. And when my daughter calls me dad, I love it. The other day, Christian was on the couch. <laughs> I guess he was trying to get me, trying to like get me to pay attention to something. I don't remember what it was, but all I heard was daddy, my 16 year old kid. Just out of nowhere, called my dad. I said, "Dude, hold on. Would you call me?" And he looked at me, and he started <laughs> blushing. I was like, "Did you? Did you just say, Daddy? That was adorable, dude. You, can you say it again? <laughs> you know, like yeah. I just it was it was this moment, and so I just I couldn't help but I laughed. It was freaking. It was adorable, but like we get power to that, and so I I wanted to honor him and show him that man, you are that person in my life. Like you stepped up when I was going through rough spots. I mean, I cried about it in episode three, and I won't do it today. But he earned my trust because of quantity of time. He was there. No, he no, was I could literally there all the time. There was a moment um, when I was in high school and I got hurt and I got, my senior year sucked. Are we talking about your knee when you got hurt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I missed pretty much like 110 days of school. Cause it was <laughs> my senior year. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was the ghost. And I don't know how I graduated. I really don't because I don't remember doing a lot of schoolwork. Um, I still was National Honor Society. <laughs> yeah. Go Sympa- sympathy A's. All right. <laughs> um, but no, like I remember I was in, in the hospital and my dad was always there. I woke up in the morning. Oh, dude, no. <laughs> um, Go ahead, dude. It's and, your turn. Yeah, it's my turn. It's your turn to People cry. talking about my dad. Yeah. Um, but he was always there. Every morning I woke up. Every night I go to bed, every morning I woke up, he was there. My mom was always there too, but like, I mean, she worked too. Yeah. But like, he would go out of his way. Like, don't you have to, like, you can go to work. I'm be, I mean, I'm, you know, 18 yeah, I'm year fine. old. I'm an 18 year old kid. I'm okay. I can take care of myself. He's like, no, you're that important to me. And I, as an 18 year old kid, I'm like, Freaking stupid, you know. Yep. Not, you know, ignorant to it. I have a cute nurse, and we're focused on that. And isn't it weird how we how we miss that? Yeah, and I like, but like you miss all these key points where your parents are actually stepping up 
And you're, <laughs> you're too ignorant at that time. And ignorance is the only good word because you're not aware. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It takes you to be a father and to figure, like, I think looking back. Like, Dude, I mean, you just had you that guys epiphany and, right yeah, now, just right? Did, and, and, and Ryan's like focusing on, on yeah. his, I, I'm trying to help you not cry, buddy. I got <laughs> no, you. No, no, you're good. I'm, Cause I'll, I'll let it flow if it happens, but I know. Um, but, but like, I mean, that, we're, we're too stupid. We're just so ignorant at that age that we don't even recognize it. And until you look back and go, holy crap. No, I look back at it though. And I'm like, and it brings back cause my dad and his dad were pretty close and I was close to my grandpa. Yeah. And well, I kind of continue that, that story. So like there was one day he called me when I was in school and I was going to Boise state. I was in college and he was like, well, how's, how's classes going? And you know, I'm giving him the regular answer. And he knew I was struggling. Like I, I told him, I was like, I miss hanging out. And I'm not, and this was like on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And he's like, is there a game this weekend? I was like, yeah. He's like, who are you guys playing? And I was like, I think it was Fresno. I remember it. It was Hawaii. We we're playing Hawaii that weekend. And he's like, oh, that should, that should be a pretty good game. And he already know that like I would get it, get a guest pass. Yeah. And he texts me. Thursday night. And he said, save that seat. And he (laughs) calls me like the next morning and he's like, Hey, I'm about an hour out. Like what what time are you out of class? Like, let's go grab lunch. Drove to Boise, you know, like no big deal just to go to a football game with me. How many hours away did you live? Four and a half, five hours. That's a decent drive. Three, Mm -hmm. uh, 305 miles. And he was giving you, his time. Yeah. To show you how important. Yeah. And then, so it takes me to the point, like when he lost his dad, I remember dude, this was such a hard day. Cause like his dad died the day I got back from a bachelor party for my, one of my best friends that was getting married. And, um, so I wasn't there when my grandpa Past. Like my dad and mom were down there with him and his, his siblings. And uh, I know we're going, but I'm going to try to cut it short. Uh, the longer the short. So after my grandpa died, I mean, like I was sad and pretty, like we were upset. Like, you know, he's a key figure in our family and he overcame some stuff himself. Like he was paralyzed for the last 13 years of his life. And uh, I was at my parents' house. I had moved out. I was doing my own thing. And I came back one day. I think I was doing laundry and I was looking for my dad. Like his rig was there and everything. And he was sitting, and I finally went into his office, and he was sitting in there, and he had a picture of his dad. And he was crying. Is that your mouth, dude? <laughs> it helps. And all I can ask him is, like, you miss him, don't you? We sat there for like a half hour and cried. And that's one of my best, like seriously, like one of my favorite memories because I don't know, like it's sad because of loss, but like, like we shared the same emotion and it was okay. Like it was open. Like I never really see my dad cry. Like there's three times I've ever seen it. And one of them was at my divorce hearing or my, my child custody case. And you know, that moment, and then when I blew up my knee, like those are the three times I can like vividly remember my dad, like tearing up. It's amazing what happens when, uh, when we open our emotions up to our kids, when we're real sometimes, you know, 
Yeah. I mean, from that moment on, I was like, oh, my dad's real. Like, he's not just dad. Like, mm-hmm. like he's able to show. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like he, he's never lacked being able to say, I love you. Yeah. And like every conversation, every conversation we have ends with, I love you. Even if I'm calling him back because I forgot to tell him something, <laughs> it still ends with, I love you. Yep. And, and so like, for me, like thinking about that stuff fondly, um, you know, to the, anybody listening, that's a dad that like maybe doesn't have a great connection with their kids. Being open and honest and raw about that with them. If they're at the age where they can understand that. If the, if you have guilt or remorse, tell your kids. I mean, that's a way to start. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know, like, I don't know if I took it on a really dude. What a solid sad, note to end. Solid I mean, note to end. Okay. Like, you know, I always look at like what we've been through, and like we we share our experiences because we've been fighting this whole time, and you know we have this gift that we're we're parents, and we have, you know, we're dads, right? We're yeah. and we're daily. There's guys out there that have kids that may not be dads daily. So what do we have that we possess that we can at least? bring light to them and encourage them. I mean, you got to start somewhere. Sometimes no, it's just, sometimes it's just opening up and saying like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm effing up right now. Yeah. I want to get better. I want to love you better. That's a great place to start. Tell your kid, you want to love them better and see what they do. Some of them may blow you off, but you know what? Say it again and then do something about it. <laughs> Don't just leave it with words. As parents, we have to be intentional. Absolutely. With what we're doing. Yeah. And that's, and that's what parents lack now is that they're not intentional. They just think it's going to be a byproduct. Yeah. That, that's not how it works. Put your focus where it belongs. Absolutely. Brother, you got anything you want to say? No. Nope. That, that was an intense moment. I mean, you know, we, to, we can't, we can't. No, it's, <laughs> and it's because like he hit some key points on, on me and my dad. And really, I didn't know my dad was like human, if you would. Mm-hmm. And yeah. tell, um, I've only seen my dad cry a few times as well. And the first time I ever saw him cry was my graduation of boot camp, and that's also the first time I can ever remember looking back that he actually hugged me. Was wow. the day I graduated, awesome, and but also I mean, it hit me. It's and hard, I, and I held back the tears and was like, "I'm a marine now. I can't let my dad know that I'm." sappy weedy yeah. that was so I, I i remember that day clear because i was like i was like yeah i love you too dad and then that's the first time he ever said i love you and i felt like his son was the day i graduated and so i remember looking at him and saying some excuse you could have walking away yeah and when because, reality you're probably screaming inside oh why haven't you been saying yeah. that for the last five years <laughs> well it was longer but, than that yeah. i mean he yeah. raised me but like literally I was, I was rough on him. I mean, I did not let, he raised me, put clothes on my back, food in my mouth, roof over my head. And I never let him in because I was scared. I just was waiting for him to leave. I mean, my mom was with a few different people before she was with him. And, um, man, looking back, he showed me that he wanted to be my dad, part of my life so many times. And I was just a little fucking asshat, man. Like, Looking back now, I'm realizing what he actually did for me and everything. And listening to you guys is, I'm not, I think I'm going to be done for the day. Is it your turn to cry? No. Are you sure? I'm just saying, I love my dad and I appreciate him. And 
And it is Mother's Day. And oh yeah, Happy Mother's Day. Oh yeah, Happy yeah. Mother's Day. No, I know, but I, I, and it sounds like oh, we're talking about dads, you know. Yeah. But uh, it's just, I mean, but we all know that this is this is the Dad Vixie podcast. Yeah. This is our viewpoint. Um, when we have women on, we get their viewpoint. But I mean, really, yeah. we have to speak this. We love our mothers. Absolutely. Yeah. And my mom is. But, but I mean, this is best person I know. This is yeah, how so. profound the the impact of a father is, and it really yeah. is. So yeah, with so, that, so yeah, take your don't take your role lightly. Whether you're there every day or not, like you need to. Yeah, embrace what you have and do better with what you've got and open up to your kids. Absolutely. Don't be afraid to tell them you love them. Don't be afraid to hug them. Don't be afraid to say, Hey, I fucked up. Don't be afraid to tell them that. Yeah. You do screwed up. Cause like, though, and usually they honor you in that. Ask for forgiveness and extend it too. Yeah. 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 So with that being said, (laughs) I think we're going to, we're going to end this episode. So I'm Ryan. I'm Tristan. And I'm junior. This is the advocacy. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. That was awesome. Oof. I ain't gonna lie, I was...